Parashah 42 and 43. Numbers 32. Then Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the people of Israel. He said, Here is what Adonai has ordered. When a man makes a vow to Adonai, or formally obligates himself by swearing an oath, he is not to break his word, but is to do everything he said he would do. When a woman makes a vow to Adonai, formally obligating herself while she is a minor living in her father's house, then if her father has heard what she vowed or obligated herself to do and holds his peace, then all her vows remain binding. Every obligation she has bound herself to will stand. But if on the day her father hears it, he expresses his disapproval, then none of her vows or obligations she has bound herself to will stand. And Adonai will forgive her because her father expressed his disapproval. If, having made vows or rashly committed herself to an obligation, she gets married, and her husband hears but holds his peace with her on the day he learns of it, then her vows and obligations she has bound herself to will stand. But if her husband expresses his disapproval on the day he hears it, he will void the vow which is on her and the obligation to which she has bound herself, and Adonai will forgive her. If a woman vowed in her husband's house or obligated herself with an oath, and her husband heard it but held his peace with her and did not express disapproval, then all her vows and obligations will stand. But if her husband makes them null and void on the day he hears them, then whatever she said, vows, or binding obligation will not stand. Her husband has voided them, and Adonai will forgive her. Her husband may let every vow and every binding obligation stand, or he may avoid it. But if her husband entirely holds his peace with her day after day, then he confirms that her vows and obligations. He must let them stand because he held his peace with her on the day he heard them. If he makes them null and void after he has heard them, then he will bear the consequent guilt. These are the laws which Adonai ordered Moses between a man and his wife and between a father and his daughter if she is a minor living in her father's house. Adonai said to Moses on behalf of the people of Israel, take vengeance on the Midian. After that, you will be gathered to your people. Moses said to the people, equip men from among yourselves for war. There to go and fight Midian in order to carry out Adonai's vengeance on Midian. You are to send to the war a thousand men from every one of Israel's tribes. So out of the thousands of people in Israel, a thousand armed men from each tribe, twelve thousand altogether, were mustered for war. Moses sent them, a thousand from each tribe to the war. He sent them and Pincus, the son of Eleazar the Cohen, to the war, with the holy utensils and the trumpets for sounding the alarm in his care. They fought against Midian, as Adonai had ordered Moses, and killed every male. They killed the kings of Midian along with the others who were slain. Evi, Rechem, Tazur, Hur, and Reva, the five kings of Midian. They also killed Bilam, the son of Beor, with a sword. The people of Israel took captive the women of Midian and their little ones. Then they took as booty all their cattle, flocks, and other, go- other goods. They set fire to all their cities in the areas where they lived and all their camps. They took all the booty, all the people and animals they had captured, and brought the captives booty and spoiled to Moses. 
He lays there the corn in the community of Israel in the camp of the pla- on the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Moses, Eleazar the Cohen, and all the community leaders went to meet them outside the camp. But Moses was angry with the army officers, the commanders of thousands, and the commanders of hundreds coming in from the battlefield. Moses asked them, You let the women live? Why, these are the ones who, because of Bilaam's advice, caused the people of Israel to rebel, breaking faith with Adonai in the Peor incident so that the plague broke out among Adonai's community. Now kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman who has ever slept with a man. But the young girls who have never slept with a man, keep alive for yourselves. Pitch your tents outside the camp for seven days. Whoever has killed a person or touched the corpse of someone slain, purify yourselves on the third and seventh days, you and your captives. Also purify every garment, whether of skin or goat's hair, and everything made of wood. Eleazar the Cohen said to the soldiers who had gone to the front, This is the regulation from the Torah which Adonai has ordered Moses. Even though gold, silver, brass, iron, tin, and lead can all withstand fire, so that You are indeed to purify everything made of these materials by having them pass through fire. Nevertheless, they must also be purified with the water of purification. Everything that can't withstand fire or everything that can't withstand fire, you are to have go through the water. On the seventh day, you are to wash your clothes, then you will be clean. After that, you may enter the camp. Adonai said to Moses, Take all the booty, both people and animals, you, Eleazar the Cohen, and the leaders of the clans in the community, and divide the booty into two parts, half for the experienced soldiers who went out to battle, and half for the rest of the community. From the portion of the soldiers who went out to battle, Levy a tax for Adonai, consisting of one five-hundredth of the persons, cattle, donkeys, and sheep. Take it from their half and give it to Eleazar the Cohen as a portion set apart for Adonai. From the half that goes to the people of Israel, you are to take one-fiftieth of the persons and of the cattle, donkeys, and sheep, that is, of all the livestock, and give them to the Levites taking care of the tabernacle of Adonai. Moses and Eleazar the Cohen did as Adonai had ordered Moses. The booty over and above the portion which the soldiers took came to 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 62,000 donkeys, and 32,000 persons in all, consisting of women who had never slept with a man. The half which was the portion of the soldiers who went out to fight numbered 337,500 sheep, of which Adonai's tribute was 675. 36,000 cattle, of which Adonai's tribute was 72. 30,500 donkeys, of which Adonai's tribute was 61 and 16,000 persons, of whom Adonai's tribute was 32 persons. Moses gave the tribute set apart for Adonai to Eleazar the Cohen, as Adonai had ordered Moses. From the half that went to to people of Israel, which Moses separated from that of the men who had gone to fight, Now the community's half consisted of 375,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, and 16,000 persons from the people of Israel's half. Moses took one-fifteenth of the persons and animals and gave them to the Levi, making... 
taking care of the tabernacle of Adonai as Adonai had ordered Moses. The officers in charge of the thousands who fought the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds approached Moses and said to him, Your servants have counted all the soldiers under our command, and not one of us is missing. We have brought an offering for Adonai that every man has obtained in the way of gold jewelry, armlets, bracelets, signet rings, earrings, and belts to make atonement for ourselves before Adonai. Moses and Elijah the Cohen accepted their gold, all the jewelry. All the gold in this gift, which the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds set apart for Adonai, weighed 420 pounds. For the soldiers had taken booty, every man for himself. Moses and Eleazar the Kohen took the gold from the commanders of thousands and hundreds and brought it into the tent of meeting as a reminder for the people of Israel before Adonai. The descendants of Reuben and the descendants of Gad had vast quantities of livestock. When they saw that the land of Jazar and the land of Gilead were good for livestock, the descendants of Gad and of Reuben came and spoke to Moses, Eleazar the Cohen and the community leaders. They said, Atarot, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Hespon, Elehe, Sabam, Nobo, and beyond, the country that Adonai conquered before the community of Israel is livestock country. And your servants have livestock. If you regard us favorably, they went on, let this land be given to your servants as their possession, and don't have us cross the Jordan. Moses answered the descendants of Gad and of Reuben, Are your brothers to go to war while you stay here? Besides, why are you trying to discourage the people of Israel from crossing into the land Adonai gave them? This is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. For when they went up to the Eshkol Valley and saw the land, they disheartened the people of Israel so that they wouldn't enter the land Adonai had given them. Adonai's anger blazed up on that day and he swore. None of the people aged 20 or more who came out of Egypt will see the land I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they haven't followed me unreservedly, except Caleb and the son of Jephunk and Kedetzi and Joshua the son of Nun, because they have followed Adonai unreservedly. Thus Adonai's anger blazed against Israel, so that he made them wander here and there in the desert forty years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of Adonai had died out. Now you, another brood of sinners, have risen in your father's place to increase still more the fierce anger of Adonai toward Israel? For if you turn away from him, he will leave them in the desert again, and thus you will cause the destruction of all these people. They came up to him and said, Here we will build enclosures for our livestock and cities for our little ones, but we ourselves will be armed and ready for action to march at the head of the people of Israel until we have fought them to their place. Our little ones will stay in the fortified cities here because of the people now living in the land. However, we will not return to our own homes until every man in Israel has taken possession of his land for inheritance. We will not have an inheritance with them on the other side of the Jordan, westward, because our inheritance has fallen to us on this side of the Jordan, eastward. Moses said to them, if you will do this, 
If you will arm yourselves to go before Adonai to war, then if every one of your soldiers will cross the Jordan before Adonai until he has driven out his enemies ahead of him, and if the land has been conquered before Adonai and only after that do you return, then you will be clear before Adonai and before Israel. And this land here will be yours to possess before Adonai. But if you will not do this, then you have sinned against Adonai. And you must understand that your sin will find you out. Build cities for your little ones and enclosures for your sheep. Then do what you said you would do. The descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben said to Moses, Your servants will do as my Lord orders. Our little ones, wives, flocks, and all our livestock will be there in the cities of Gilead. But your servants will cross over, every man armed for war, before Adonai to do battle, as my Lord says. So Moses gave orders concerning them to Eleazar the Cohen, Joshua the son of Nun, and the clan leaders of the tribes of the people of Israel. Moses said to them, If your descendants of Gad and of Reuben cross over the Jordan with you, every man armed for battle before Adonai, and if the land is conquered before you, then you are to give them the land of Gilead as theirs to possess. But if they don't, cross with you armed they are to possess the land along with you in Canaan the descendants of Gad and of Reuben answered we will do as Adonai has said to your servants we will cross over into the land of Canaan armed before Adonai and the land will possess for inheritance will be on the side of the Jordan so Moses gave the descendants of Gad and Reuben and also to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sichon, king of the Emeroi, and the kingdom of Og, king of Basham, the country and its cities within its borders along with their surrounding towns. The descendants of Gad built Debon, a terrat. Eroer, Atrot Shopan, Yezer, Eog Biha, Bet Nimrah, and Bet Haran, fortified cities, and also enclosures for sheep. The descendants of Reuben built Heshbon, Eleah, Kiretim, Navo, Bala, Omon. These names have been changed, and Sibba. They renamed the cities they built. The descendants of Machir, the son of Manasseh, went to Gilead and conquered it, disposing the Amorite who were there. Moses gave Gilead to Machir, the son of Manasseh, and he lived in it. Yair, the son of Manasseh, went and captured its villages and called them Habat Yair, villages of Yair. Nobak went and captured Kanat with its villages and named it no back after himself. Now we have Parashah 43. Well, shouldn't we first read the half Tara? Oh, I guess. And then go back. If that's what you want. Yeah, half Tara, Jeremiah 1, 1 through 2, 3. Jeremiah 2, 4. Where do you see that? Oh, on the list? Oh, the the only thing on this one is uh, James 4, 1 through 5, 20. James 4, 1 through 5, 20. What is causing all the quarrels and fights among you? 
Isn't it your desires battling inside you? You desire things and don't have them. You kill and you are jealous. And you still can't get them. So you fight and quarrel. The reason you don't have is that you don't pray. Or you pray and don't receive because you pray with the wrong motive. That of wanting to indulge your own desire. You unfaithful wives, don't you know that loving the world is hating God? Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Or do you suppose the scripture speaks in vain when it says that there is a spirit in us which longs to envy, but the grace he gives is greater, which is why it says, God opposes the arrogant, but puts the puts to the humble, but to the humble he gives grace. Therefore, submit to God. Moreover, take a stand against the adversary, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Clean your hands, sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded people. Veil, mourn, and sob. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers, stop speaking against each other. Whoever speaks against a brother or judges a brother is speaking against Torah and judging Torah. And if you judge Torah, you are not a doer of what Torah says, but a judge. There is but one giver of Torah. He is also the judge, with the power to deliver and to destroy. Who do you think you are judging your fellow human being? Now listen, you who say tomorrow, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go in such and such a city, stay there a year trading and make a profit. You don't even know if you will be alive tomorrow, for all you are is a mist that appears for a little while and then disappears. Instead, you ought to say, if Adonai wants it to happen, we will live to do this or that. But as it is, your arrogance, your you, er, your arrogance, you boast. All such boasting is evil. So then, anyone who knows the right thing to do and fails to do it is committing a sin. Next, a word for the rich. Weep and wail over the hardships coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your clothes have become moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat up your flesh like fire. This is the last days, and you have been storing up wealth. Listen, the wages you have fraudulently withheld from your workers who moved your fields are calling out against you, and the outcries of those who harvested have reached the ears of Adonai Zabaoth. You have led a life of luxury and self-indulgence here on earth in a time of slaughter. You have gone on eating to your heart's content. You have condemned. You have murdered the innocent. They have not withstood you. So, brothers, be patient until the Lord returns. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. He is patient over it will over it until it receives the fall and spring rains. You too be patient. Keep up your courage for the Lord's return is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers, so that you won't come under condemnation. Look, the judge is standing at the door as an example of suffering, mistreatment, and being patient. Brothers, take the prophet who spoke in the name of Adonai. Look, we regard those who persevered as blessed. 
You have heard of the perseverance of Job, and you know what the purpose of Adonai was. That Adonai is very compassionate and merciful. Above all, brothers, stop swearing oaths, not by heaven, not by the earth, and not by any other formula. Rather, let your yes be simply yes, and your no simply no, so that you won't fall under condemnation. Is someone among you in trouble? He should pray. Is someone feeling good? He should sing songs of praise. Is someone among you ill? He should call for the elders of the congregation. They will pray for him and rub olive oil on him in the name of the Lord. The prayer offered with trust will heal the one who is ill. The Lord will restore his health, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, openly acknowledge your sins to one another, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was only a human being like us, yet he prayed fervently and it might not, that it might not rain, and no rain fell on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the land produced its crops. My brothers, If one of you wanders from the truth and someone causes him to return, you should know that whoever turns a sinner from his wandering path will save him from death and cover many sins. Now we have Parashah 43, we start with Numbers 33. These are the stages in the journey of the people of Israel as they left the land of Egypt, divided into groups under the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Moses recorded each of the stages of their journey by order of Adonai. Here are the starting points of each stage. They began their journey from Ramses in the first month. On the 15th day of the first month, the morning after Passover, the people of Israel left proudly in view of all the Egyptians, while the Egyptians were burying those among them whom Adonai had killed, all their firstborn. Adonai had also executed judgment on their gods. The people of Israel moved on from Ramses and camped at Sukkot. They moved on from Sukkot and camped at Etam, by the edge of the desert. They moved on from Etam and turned back to Pi Hatrot, in front of Baal Zephon, and camped before Migdal. They moved on from Panay Hatrot, passed through the sea to the desert, continued three days' journey into the Etam desert, and camped at Marah. They moved on from Mara and came to Ilum. In Ilum were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, so they camped there. They moved on from Elam and camped by the Sea of Suf. They moved on from the Sea of Suf and camped in the Seen Desert. They moved on from the Seen Desert and camped at Doka. They moved on from Doka and camped at Alush. They moved on from Alush and camped at Redmond. There, where there was no water for the people to drink. They moved on from Redmond and camped in the Sinai Desert. They moved on from the Sinai Desert and camped at Kiraka. They moved on from Kiraka and camped at Hatzot. They moved on from Hatzot and camped at Ritma. They moved on from Ritma and camped at Rimen Peretz. They moved on from Rimen Peretz and camped at Libba. They moved on from Libba and camped at Rissa. They moved on from Rissa and camped at Kili. They moved on from Kili and camped at Mount Shefer. They moved on from Mount Shefer and camped at Harada. They moved on from Harada and camped at Makalat. They moved on from Makalat and camped at Tarach. They moved on from Tarach and camped at Terek. 
They moved on from Terre and camped at Mikdah. They moved on from Mikdah and camped at Shahamosh. They moved on from Shahamosh and camped at Mosrat. They moved on from Mosrat and camped at Beit Natim. They moved on from Beit Natim and camped at Hokelal. They moved on from Hokelal and camped at Nukde. They moved on from Nukde and camped at Atkana. They moved on from Atkana and camped at Etzengeber. They moved on from Etzengeber and camped at Zindezerd, that is Kadesh. They moved on from Kadesh and camped at Mount Hor, at the border of the land of Edom. At Adonai's order, Aaron the Cohen went up on Mount Hor, and he died there on the first day of the fifth month of the fortieth year after the people of Israel had left the land of Egypt. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. The Canaanite king of Arad who lived in the Negev, in the land of Canaan, had heard that the people of Israel were coming. So they moved on from Mount Hor and camped at Zalmona. They moved on from Zalmona and camped at Punan. They moved on from Punan and camped at Abbot. They moved on from Abbot and camped at Ayahavara. By the border of Moab, they moved on from Ion and camped at Divangad. They moved on from Divangad and camped at Almond Divila. They moved on from Almond Divila and camped at Avian Range in front of Nebo. They moved on from the Abrian Range and camped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Their camp by the Jordan extended by Beit HaGeshevot all the way to Abel Hashitan in the plains of Moab. Adonai spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. He said to tell the people of Israel, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, you are to expel all the people living in the land from in front of you. Destroy all their stone figures. Destroy all their metal statues and demolish all their high places. Drive out the inhabitants of the land and live in it, for I have given the land to you to possess. You will inherit the land by lot according to your families. You are to give more land to the larger families and less to the smaller ones. Wherever the lot falls to any particular person, that will be his property. You will inherit according to the tribes of your ancestors. But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land from in front of you, then those you allow to remain will become like thorns in your eyes and stings in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you are living. And in this event, I will do to you what I intended to do to them. Moses, no, excuse me. Adonai told Moses to give this order to the people of Israel. When you enter the land of Canaan, it will become your land to pass on as an inheritance. The land of Canaan has defined as defined by these borders. The southern portion will extend from the Zen Desert close to the border of Edom. The eastern terminus of your southern border is at the end of the Dead Sea. From there, your border turns, goes south of the Ekerbim that ascend, and passes on to Zim. From there, it goes south to Kadesh Barnea, on to Hutzar Adar, and on to Atman. Then, the border turns and goes from Atman to the Valley of Egypt, and along it to the sea. Your western border will be the Great Sea. Your northern border, border will be as follows. From the Great Sea mark a line to Mount Hor, and from Mount Hor mark a line to the entrance of Hamat. The border goes out to Zadad. Then the border goes to Zephron, and finally to Hatser Enid. This is your northern border. For the eastern border, mark your line from Hatzainen to Shafan. Then the border goes down from Shafan to Ribla. On the east side of Ayan, 
then down until it hits the slope east of Lake Kin- Kinneret. From there it goes down the Jordan River until it flows into the Dead Sea. These will be the borders of your land. Moses gave this order to the people of Israel. This is the land in which you will receive inheritances by lot, which Adonai has ordered to give to the nine tribes and the half tribe. The tribe of the descendants of Reuben have already received their land or inheritance according to their clans, and so have the descendants of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh. These two and a half tribes have received their inheritance on this side of the Jordan, across from Jericho and eastward toward the sunrise. These are the ones whom Adonai ordered to divide the inheritance among the people of Israel in the land of Canaan. In the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho, Adonai said to Moses, Order the people of Israel to give to the Levite cities to live in from the heritage they will possess. And you are also to give the Levites some of the open land surrounding the cities. They are to have the cities to live in, while their open land will be for their livestock, for growing crops and all their animals. The open land around the cities you give to the Levites is to commence at the line drawn around the city wall, 1,500 feet outside it, and it is to extend outward from there. Measure 3,000 feet outward from the city wall to the east, south, west, and north, with the city in the center. The space between the 1,500-foot line and the 3,000-foot line will be their open land around the cities. The cities you give to the Levites are to be the six cities of refuge to which you permit the person who kills someone to flee to, plus an additional 42 cities. Thus, you will give the Levites 48 cities, with their surrounding open land. As to the cities, you will give from those the people of Israel possess. From the many, you will take many, and from the few, you will take few. Each tribe will contribute from its cities to the Levites in accordance with the size of its inheritance. Adonai said to Moses, tell the people of Israel, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, You are to designate for yourselves cities that will be cities of refuge for you, to which anyone who kills someone by mistake can flee. These cities are to be a refuge for you from the dead person's next of kin, who might otherwise avenge his kinsman's death by slaying the killer prior to his standing trial before the community. In regard to the cities you are to give, there are to be six cities of refuge for you. You are to give three cities east of the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan. They will be cities of refuge. These six cities will serve as refuge for the people of Israel as well as for the foreigner and the resident alien within them so that anyone who kills someone by mistake may flee there. However, if he hits him with an iron implement and thus causes his death, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. Or if he hits him with a stone in his hand big enough to kill someone and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. Or if he hits him with a wood utensil in his hand capable of killing someone and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. The next of kin avenger is to put the murderer to death himself. Upon meeting him, he is to put him to death. Likewise, if he shoves him out of hatred or intentionally throws something at him causing his death, or out of hostility strikes him with his hand so that he dies, then the one who struck him must be put to death. He is a murderer. And the next of kin avenger who is, is to put the murderer to death upon meeting him. But suppose he shoves him suddenly, but without hostility, 
or he throws someone something at him unintentionally or without seeing him being his enemy or seeking to harm him he throws a stone big enough to cause death and the person dies then the community is the judge between the one who struck him and the next of kin avenger in accordance to these rules and the community is to save the killer from the next of kin avenger the community is to return him to the city of refuge to which he fled and he's to live there until the Cohen Hagadol who has a anointed who was anointed with the holy oil dies the killer ever goes beyond the limits of the city of refuge he fled to and the next of kin avenger finds him outside the limits of the city of refuge and the avenger kills the killer he will not be guilty of the man's blood because he must stay in his city of refuge until the death of the Cohen Hagadol. But after the death of the Cohen Hagadol, the killer may return to the land he owns. These things shall constitute your standard for judgment through all your generations, wherever you live. If anyone kills someone, the murderer is to be put to death upon the testimony of witnesses. But the testimony of only one witness will not suffice to cause a person to be put to death. Also, you are not to accept a ransom in lieu of the life of a murderer condemned to death. Rather, he must be put to death. Likewise, you are not to accept for someone who has fled to his city of refuge a ransom that would allow him to return to his land before the death of the Cohen. In this way, you will not defile the land in which you are living. For blood defiles the land, and in this land no atonement can be made for the blood shed in it except the blood of him who shed it. No, you are not to defile the land in which you live, and in which I live, for I, Adonai, live among the people of Israel. The leaders of the clans of the family of the descendants of Gilead, son of Makkah, son of Manasseh, of the families of the descendants of Joseph approached and addressed Moses and the leaders, the heads of the clan of the people of Israel. They said, Adonai ordered my Lord to give by lot the land to be inherited by the people of Israel, and my Lord was ordered by Adonai to give the inheritance of our kinsman Salaph, Chad, to his daughters. But if they get married to anyone belonging to another of the tribes of the people of Israel, then their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of our ancestors and be added to the inheritance of the tribe they will then belong to. Thus, it will be taken away from the sum total of our inheritance. And when the Jubilee of the people of Israel comes, their inheritance will be added to the land possessed by the tribe. They will then belong to and be subtracted from the inheritance belonging to the tribe of our ancestors. Moses gave this order to the people of Israel in keeping with the word of Adonai. The tribe of the descendants of Joseph is right in what it says. Here is what Adonai has ordered concerning the daughters of Zoloth Chad. Let them be married to whomever they think best, but they must marry only into a family from their father's tribe. In this way, no inheritance of the people of Israel will move from one tribe to another. For each of the people of Israel is to hold on to the land for inheritance belonging to his father's tribe. Every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the people of Israel is to become the wife of someone from the family of her father's tribe. So every one of the people of Israel will stay in possession of his ancestor's inheritance. Thus, no inheritance will move from one tribe to another, for each of the tribes of the people of Israel will hold 
onto its own inheritance. So the daughters of Zalachshav did as Adonai had ordered Moses. Machlach, Titzat, Hogan, Milka, and Noah all got married to the sons of their father's brothers. They were married into the families of the descendants of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. These are the mitzvah and rulings which Adonai gave through Moses to the people of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. And then we have Jeremiah. Four. Twenty-eight. Hear the word of Adonai, house of Jacob, and all families in the house of Israel. Here's what Adonai says. What did your ancestors find wrong with me to make them go so far away from me, to make them go after nothings and become themselves nothing? They didn't ask, where is Adonai, who brought us out of the land of Egypt, who led us through the desert, through the land of wastes and ravines, through the land of drought and death-dark shadows, through the land where no one travels and where no one ever lived. I brought you into a fertile land to enjoy its fruits and all its good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage loathsome. The Kohen didn't ask, where's Adonai? Those who deal with the Torah did not know me. The people's shepherds rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after things of no value. So again, I state my case against you, says Adonai, and state it against your grandchildren, too. Cross to the coast of the Kittim and look. Send to Kedar and observe closely. See if anything like this has happened before. Has a nation ever exchanged its gods? And theirs are not gods at all. Let my people have exchanged their glory for something without value. Be aghast at this, you heavens. Shudder in absolute horror, says Adonai. For my people have committed two evils. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and dug themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. Is Israel a slave born into serfdom? If not, why has he become plunder? The young lions are roaring at him. How loudly they are roaring. They desolate his country, demolishing and depopulating his cities. The people of Nof and Shanachpanses feed on the crown of your head. Haven't you brought this on yourself by abandoning Adonai, your God, when he led you along the way? If you go to Egypt, what's in it for you? Drinking water from the Nile? If you go to Asher, what's in it for you? Drinking water from the Euphrates River? Your own wickedness will correct you. Your own backslidings will convict you. You will know and see how bad and bitter it was to abandon Adonai, your God. And our fear of me is not in you, says Adonai Elohim Zavahot. For long ago I broke your yoke. When I snapped your chains, you said, I won't sin. Yet on every high hill, under every green tree, you sprawled and prostituted yourself. But I planted you as a choice vine of seed fully tested and true. How did you degenerate into a wild vine for me? Even if you scrub yourself with soda and plenty of soap, the stain of your guilt 
is still there before me, says Adonai Elohim. How can you say I am not defiled? I have not punished the Balaam. Look at your conduct in the valley. Understand what you have done. You are a restive young female camel running here and there, wild, accustomed to the desert, sniffing the wind in her lust. Who can control her when she's in heat? Males seeking her need not weary themselves, for at mating season they will find her. Stop before your shoes wear out and your throat is dry from thirst. But you say, no, it's hopeless. I love these strangers and I'm going after them. Just as a thief is ashamed when caught, so is the house of Israel ashamed. They, their kings, their leaders, their Cohen and their prophets, who say to a log, you are my father, and to a stone, you gave us birth. For they have turned their backs to me instead of their faces. But when trouble comes, they will plead, rouse yourself and save us. Where are your gods that you make for yourselves? Let them rouse themselves if they can save you when trouble comes. Judah, you have as many gods as you have cities. And, and then, then we have... No, i got to still read 3-4. Oh, 3-4. 3-4. Didn't you just cry to me, my father? You are my friend from my youth. And then we have 1 John. 2-1 through 3-24. My children, I am writing to you these things so that you won't sin. But if anyone does sin, we have Yeshua the Messiah, the righteous, who pleads our cause with the Father. Also, he is the scapegoat for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. The way we can be sure we know him is if we are obeying his commands. Anyone who says, I know him, but isn't obeying his commands is a liar. The truth is not in him. But if someone keeps doing what he says, then truly love for God has been brought to its goal in him. This is how we are sure that we are united with him. A person who claims to be continuing in union with him are to conduct his life the way he did. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command. On the contrary, it is an old command which you have had from the beginning. The old command is the message which you have heard before. Yet I am writing you a new command, and its reality is seen, both in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in this light while hating his brother is still in the dark. The person who keeps loving his brother remains in the light, and there is nothing in him that could make him trip. But the person who hates his brother is in the dark. Yes. He is walking in the dark and he doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You children, I am writing you because your sins have been forgiven for his sake. You fathers, I am writing you because you have known him who has existed from the beginning. You young people, I am writing you because you have overcome the evil one. You children, I have written you because you have known the Father. You fathers, I have written you because you have known him who has existed from the beginning. You young people, I have written you because you are strong. The word of God remains in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the world. 
If someone loves the world, then love of the Father is not in him, because all the things of the world, the desires of the old nature, the desires of the eyes, and the pretensions of life are not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does God's will remains forever. Children, this is the last hour. You have heard that an anti-messiah is coming, and in fact, many anti-messiahs have risen now, which is how we know that this is the last hour. They went out from us, but they weren't part of us. But had they been part of us, they would have remained with us. But you have received the messiah's anointing from Hakadash. And you know all this. It is not because you don't know the truth that I have written to you, but because you do know it, and because no lie has its origin in the truth. Who is a liar at all if a person who denies that Yeshua is the Messiah? Such a person is an anti-Messiah. He is denying the Father and the Son. Everyone who denies the Son is also without the Father. But the person who acknowledges the Son has the Father as well. Let what you heard from the beginning remain in you. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you will also remain in union with both the Son and the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. I have written you these things about the people who are trying to deceive you. As for you, the messianic anointing you received from the Father remains in you, so that you have no need for anyone to teach you. On the contrary, as his messianic anointing continues to teach you about all things, and is true, not a counterfeit, so, just as he taught you, remain united with him. And now, children, remain united with him, so that when he appears, he may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you should also know that he is the father of everyone who does what is right. See what love the Father has lavished on us in letting us be called God's children? For that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it has not known him. Dear friends, we are God's children now, and it has not yet been made clear what we will become. We do know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him as he really is. And everyone who has this hope in him continues purifying himself, since God is pure. Everyone who keeps sinning is violating Torah. Indeed, sin is violation of Torah. You know that he appeared in order to take away sin, and that there is no sin in him. So... No one who remains united with him continues sinning. Everyone who does continue sinning has neither seen him or known him. Children, don't let anyone deceive you. It is the person that keeps on doing what is right who is righteous, just as God is righteous. The person who keeps on sinning is from the adversary, because from the very beginning the adversary has kept on sinning. It was for this very reason that the Son of God appeared to destroy these doings of the adversary. No one who has God as his Father keeps on sinning because the seed planted by God remains in him. That is, he cannot continue sinning because he has God as his Father. Here is how one can distinguish clearly between God's children and those of the adversary. Everyone who does not continue doing what is right is not from God. Likewise, anyone who fails to keep loving his brother is not from God. 
For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love each other and not be like Cain, who was from the evil one, who murdered his own brother. Why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Don't be amazed, brothers, 